We know there are times where you're just too busy to sort through the mass of information that comes your way. So to make it easier for you to stay informed, subscribe to The Morning Agenda, WITF's news podcast, where the only agenda is you. Funding for The Spark is provided by Capital Blue Cross, focused on creating a healthier future for our communities through innovations like its Capital Blue Cross Connect Health and Wellness Centers, which provide in-person services and inspire healthy living. Learn more at CapitalBlueCross.com. The Spark is also supported by UPMC Heart and Vascular Institute, where you get access to the most advanced treatment options, including a range of clinical trials. Learn more at upmc.com slash centralpaheart. Paul Hood is a versatile, creative force based in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, who seamlessly wears multiple hats as a playwright, author, director, photographer, and actor. Paul also has a rich portfolio of productions, including compelling works like Atrophy, The Itch of Gloria Fitch, My Electric Life, The Imposter's Snow Cone Machine, and Apostle of Freedom. And Paul has established himself as a multifaceted talent in the world of performing arts as well. And I'm happy to have Paul here with us to discuss his latest project. Paul, welcome to The Spark. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for being here. So, um, first and foremost, let's, um, uh, let's, let's discuss the obvious here you know you you do a lot why uh i just love um expressing myself Mm -hmm. and sharing my uh my vision and my thoughts and ideas with uh the arts community in harrisburg is and as well as just in the uh tri-state area Mm -hmm. so yeah i just uh you know i love the arts and you know i like staying involved and being active and you know, uh, putting out a lot of uh, interesting work. So how did how did you get started in the arts? Was it um, um, passed down from 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 the parents, or was it an older sibling? What was it? No, I actually it just um, it was one of those things. Like when I was a kid, um, I stayed in the house a lot mm. um, because I had a lot of social anxiety and I, I didn't like going outside and mm-hmm. being around people. So wait, 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 wait. So, so, so the actor yeah. had social anxiety. We'll get into that, but please, <laughs> <laughs> please continue. But yeah, so um, I stayed in the house and watched movies like all the time. And I read mm. a lot. Um, my mom actually did something that was kind of like, um, when we were, you know, as kids, when you get grounded or whatever, she would send us to our room, me and my brother, and we would read. We had stacks of Charlie Brown books. Mm. And I would just read, like, Peanuts, you know, all day and all night. Wow. And that's how I got through being grounded. And, um, and you know, I just um, I took a lot of those um, messages in the Peanuts stories mm-hmm. and kind of was like, ah, I want to be able to talk and share you know, uh, my thoughts like this and have it um, help people. And so, you know, I started watching movies. I stayed in the house and um, I, I would write little things down and, you know, toss them away mm-hmm. like you always do when you're early in your writing uh, writing career. You start, you know, you write things out and then you toss it. And um, But, yeah, so I was just always in the house watching movies and um Back to the Future changed my life. Mm, okay. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies. So I watched that movie for like one whole summer and I was like, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. I want to be someone that creates uh, stories like this that live um, and live on, you know, and help people and inspire people. Mm. So, um, yeah, from there, you know, I went to high school 
Um, I was an athlete in high school, mm-hmm. and um, I really I liked sports, but my heart wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I auditioned for the Harrisburg Arts Magnet School. Uh, shout out the class of '92, Harrisburg. <laughs> Um, so I went to um, the Harrisburg Arts Magnet School, and the funny thing is, the first year I took dance, and they were like, "Oh, that'll help you with your athleticism." And oh it, wow! It did, and then I was like, "Well, I really want to get into film and TV." So the next um, next school year, I auditioned to be in a television production, mm-hmm. and from there, you know, I met all these great guys that are um, actually a lot of the guys that I work. Well, went to school with her doing stuff in film now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my buddy Jason Ward Williams is a great actor. He's doing a lot of stuff um, in film and TV. And then, yeah, so um, I met all these great people and, you know, I, I built a network and, you know, I went from there and it just took off. So as an actor, how does your experience in other creative roles influence your your approach for your other works? Well, um, as an actor, all right, so I know what um, what type of things actors want to, um, ideas they want to latch on to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, with my, I put, uh, I would, so when I sit down to write, I like to put things on paper, uh, per se, that actors would find interesting. Mm-hmm. And um, I try to, you know, say, well, how would an actor feel about this monologue or how would they feel about saying this? Yeah. So, you know, I flip, you know, I go back and forth between both. And, you know, um, I don't try to give. I learned a lot doing the 24-hour plays down Mm -hmm. in Lancaster, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, They're like, well, don't give actors huge monologues (laughs) (laughs) right from the jump. You know, uh, I learned a lesson with that with one of the plays I was working on. And um, so I always think to myself, you know, as an actor, like what type of things, um, you know, would this writer want me to approach? So how how would this um, writer want me to approach this idea Mm -hmm. or this, you know, this characterization or whatever? Now, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, 24-hour plays because Mm -hmm. I I was going to bring that up um, on on the other side. But since it's here now, (laughs) (laughs) uh, can you uh, tell the listener at home uh, what exactly... is the twenty-four hour play and and how much how much of a grind it is? Oh my goodness! Oh wow! So it's um it's not for the faint of heart, <laughs> <laughs> but um the challenge is amazing. Like um basically, Creative Works does a lot of cool stuff out of Lancaster. Uh, shout out to them um, for connecting me with a lot of great artists in Lancaster. But the twenty-four hour plays, um basically, you go down on a Friday night. And um, as a playwright, um, now I'm, I'm going to speak on it from that perspective. Okay. Um, as a playwright, you, you know, you sit in a room and then there's actors and there's um, directors, right? Mm-hmm. So actually, I think the directors come down the next, the following day to pick the work. But anyway, so it's the writers and the actors the first night. And um, basically, you... Um, you sit and you watch all of these amazing actors audition. Mm-hmm. And then they they do little skits and little, uh, you know, some of them do like little stand-up um, routines and stuff. And it's really interesting to watch and it's fun. So 
when that's all done, um, all the writers get shipped off to a room and they pick out the actors and they develop their cast and mm -hmm. they get their prop and they have to write and that uh, you're down there from like nine o'clock to like six in the morning. Wow. So you're sitting there and um, <laughs> I remember the first year I did it, it was around 5.30. No, it was around 6. It had to be like 5 or 5.30 in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was writing my... I, I was almost done with my play, and I was like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to rewrite the whole thing in like an hour. Oh, my gosh. So And it ended up working. Mm -hmm. And um, from that, like, I met so many cool people like just from doing that. So um, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I think... As an actor, a writer, any type of art form, you have to, like, do things that are, you know, that scare you. Right, right. You know, to advance, I think, you know. Um, and you can yeah. use that adage really in anything. In anything, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, um, Harrisburg, Harrisburg uh, may not be widely recognized as a creative hub. So, how has the local scene influenced uh, your work? Oh my goodness. Oh, so well, uh, the, all right. So it's allowed me to like approach, um, and share stories about our city that most people don't realize are, that are there. Mm. Um, so, uh, it's given me a chance to, you know, kind of let people know that we have a thriving theater scene. Yeah. Um, not just theater. We have theater improv, um, there's a stand-up um, comedy scene that's starting to develop. Our music scene um, is probably our most uh, well-known, but um, we have a thriving arts community here, um, and the Harrisburg Arts District is now, um, you know, out there and sharing this with everyone, letting everyone know, hey, we have an we have an arts district in Harrisburg, and a lot of people didn't know that mm -hmm. it was already there. Really, and we just. It, it wasn't something that was being um, advertised or, you know, promoted. But now people are starting to catch on to it. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's on fire right now. So, so then um, how how have you seen it grown uh, post-COVID? Uh, that, you know, that's funny you, funny you ask that. I thought COVID was going to put the kibosh on the art scene. Oh, wow. Like, not just in, in Harrisburg, but, but just, just in, in general. general. Mm -hmm. Like, I was like... I'm glad I produced a few plays before COVID because mm -hmm. I didn't think I was like, you know, everyone had that weird negative mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> like, definitely. Everything's done. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, it it has um, it has come back even stronger, I think, because mm -hmm. uh, people were so cooped up and they wanted to get out and, um, you know, you know, people were working on things. Right. You know, all the artists I knew, they were working, uh, doing research on things. David Ramon Zayas just wrote a, a wonderful piece of work that was uh, produced last year um, called, you know, I Don't Speak Spanish. Uh, and he's working on that. I met up with him and we talked about that. And um, I went to see his play. It was phenomenal. So people were like doing things. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it just made things even better for the art scene in, in Harrisburg. So, um, before we go to our our break, uh, yeah. how, how do you balance the need for art, artistic expression uh, with the responsibility to address social issues? Because your work does address these social issues. So, how do you how do you balance that? 
Um, I try to um, basically, um, you know, if I talk about, and a lot of my themes are very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are like, why are you so dark? I'm like, well, I'm telling you, I'm showing you things that people are afraid to talk about. Mm. So I have to balance that. And also, um, you know, I, I like to kind of enter, um, spurs a little bit of humor in there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's humor in, um, one of my favorite, um, artists, um, I'm a big Woody Allen fan. I'm, I'm, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, so he said, you know, on the other side of happiness, if you turn that over, it's, there's sadness that comes from. That's why mm-hmm. um, comedians, uh, a lot of great um, comedians are people that are hurting, yeah. you know, and they're just showing you the other side of that. Mm-hmm. So and the only on the other side of that, that pain and suffering is something that's really funny. Yeah. Then, and so that's what I try to do with my my work so you know i try to squeeze out as much comedy as i can mm-hmm. in that in that, that dark space ai chat gpt i, I mean it is it <laughs> it's 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 taking over the world uh and, and it's taking over industries uh so have you infused this 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 ai this artificial in, in intelligence uh, of any kind into any of your work yet? Not in the slightest. Oh. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I'm, all right. So I'm one of those people or writers that I am kind of, I don't want to say against AI because it mm-hmm. can be used. It's a, you know, it's a good resource for, uh, you know, ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as far as using it to like write or kind of give me, I'm I'm a snob. <laughs> I'm a snob. I'm, I like look. I like the ideas I have, even mm-hmm. if I don't um, turn them into anything. Like, yeah. I want. I uh, you know I'm selfish with that mm-hmm. my work. So um, I haven't really jumped into the AI game, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm kind of afraid of it. Like I've seen I've seen the movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've seen I've seen this story and I'm just not I'm not ready to like take it on yet. Yeah. Um so when people are like, Oh, look at this thing I used, you know, I got this idea from uh, you know, Chat GPT and I had to spit out this thing and I'm like plus, you know what, this is gonna sound really crazy, but uh I know if I use AI and it does something and it's magnificent, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be Kind of upset. <laughs> like, wow, this thing is like three times more creative than myself. And, mm. um, I'm not ready for that kind of jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, well, well. The good news yeah. uh, um, I've, I've heard is that um, is that when it comes to like the creative part, especially with the writing uh, um, part, yeah. Chat GPT hasn't grasped uh, that that creativity yet uh, yeah. that that comes from the human mind. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so hopefully uh, we we can hold uh, priority over that. Yeah. Uh, for the next uh, ever good. <laughs> so, um, um, your your web series now, River City, River City Stories. Yes. What is it about? It is about Harrisburg. All right. So, uh, my good friend Wallace McKelvey, uh, who's an amazing filmmaker, we met like oh my gosh, when did we meet? 
um, I can't remember the exact date, but I was doing a reading of a play um, at um, Open Stage a long time ago, and I I met him shortly after that, and he's like, you know what? I want to talk to you about it tonight. We should work together. Mm. So another couple of years went by, and then we finally sat down, and uh, you know I would go to his house, and he would come over to my apartment, and we would chop it up, and it was just months of us just talking about River City stories and how the things we wanted to show um, that were going on in the city. And so we finally sat down. We wrote for about a year. Okay. We worked on the script. Um, he wrote three episodes and I wrote three. And then we were like, well, why don't we just make this like one big movie? Because we mm-hmm. were going to kind of, you know, um, leak them out here and there, which I think we still will. Uh, maybe we'll do that. But um, so basically all of these people in all of the characters in our stories are connected by an old Lincoln town car. Oh, so <laughs> yeah. So this Lincoln town car um, is like one, like it's almost a character in itself. Mm-hmm. So it, it is uh, moves around the city and then we go from one neighborhood to the next. We go uptown, Allison Hill, South side, um, you know, uh, midtown, uh, shy poker. We, we have all these, different um neighborhoods and all of the different people kind of connected by this car Mm. and um so yeah um we just started shooting um about almost a month ago now um you know the the homie (laughs) yeah Uh, shout out to andrew dixon um Andrew was hopping on a train coming up here and like working on this project with us. Wow. So um, that's my buddy, man. I've, I've worked with him. He was in my friend's show last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just an, an amazing guy, an amazing actor. Um, he's coming up and he's been helping us with this project. And we just uh, shot one of the episodes. Um, the title of the show, I can't say it on, on air, mm-hmm. um, but... People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> the people that follow me know mm-hmm. um, why I can't say it. But anyway, so the um, the story um, deals with basically it's two guys kind of dealing with their um, you know their uh, they're dealing with loss and aging mm-hmm. and you know not quite being the men they thought they would be and they're sitting on the porch and they're just having this moment. So. And at one point we were shooting, I was like, you know what? I think I kind of rewrote an older version, like an old head version of mm. Friday. I was I, <laughs> I was about to say yeah. because the pictures, yeah, the, the 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 pictures. I was like, this is this is very very much like like it's giving it's giving very much you know um, Ice Cube and Chris Tucker vibes right yeah, here. Like, yeah, it, I mean, it, it's like Friday, but you know, like if we were going to title it. Um, a day of the week, mm. it would be like a, a Monday. Oh, okay. <laughs> it would be like Monday or Wednesday or something. I don't know. It's not a. It's not quite Friday, but it's has the same kind of setup. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very uh, conversational, which a lot of my writing is. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, guys are examining like the parts of their life that they're afraid to talk about. With anyone else, mm-hmm. um, they only talk about these things with each other. 
So yeah. Now, now in this in this age of of like hyper content, like you you turn to the left, there's content. You turn yeah. to your right, there's content. Look up, content. Look down, content. <laughs> yes. You know, content is just all around. So how do you stay above the fray? Because everybody that does content isn't serious. Yeah. You know, but there's a lot of people out there constantly trying to get this attention. So again, how do you stay above the fray so that people can and indulge in your in your productions? Yeah, uh, look, I'm a hustler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, like the song says, I'm a hustler. I am constantly thinking about um, new ways to share ideas and uh, develop characters that are interesting and um, tell stories that have um, different slants on them. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I'm always just trying to, and I'm, you know, I'm from the old school. I'm 50 now. Mm-hmm. I just turned 50, so like I'm from that time where content wasn't, you know, uh, just being thrown out there. Yeah, um, you really had to like think about what you were doing, and there was a there was a a process. No, you know, no, and no, um, I'm not, you know, downing anybody that constantly pushing things out there, but mm-hmm. um, a lot of the stuff I have that's coming out now. I wrote this stuff in my early 30s. Oh, wow. Um, you know, I was, you know, I've, I've done, like, poetry. I've done, you know, prose writing. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a long apprenticeship, per se, uh, before I really started writing for the stage. So, you know, I'm always hustling. I'm always out there trying to do things and, you know, keep work, keep work coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and, and when, when you complete... Uh, uh, your your web series. Um, I would like to be at the uh, premiere oh, and yeah. and um, um, possibly do a uh, Sparks feature on it as as well. Paul, I want to thank you for joining us on the Spark today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes, Appreciate indeed. It. Yes, indeed. So before the day is over, before we end this show, I want to give a happy birthday to our sound engineer Emma. She is turning twenty something. 23. Uh, So if you uh, see Emma out in the streets, send her a happy birthday and you listen to the spark.